Hey everyone, welcome to the Superview Show's Mixed Bag. Once here, live again on YouTube. I am joined by my good man, Bill Murphy. Hi everyone. Uh, so glad to be back on the Superview Show's Mixed Bag. And we are thrilled to be here once again with tonight's topic. And I'm going to let Bill do all the talking in just a second. Yeah, first of all, this is the first time in a few weeks when it's just the two of us. I agree, my friend. It's just, it's, it's just, the, just two the two of us. us. We yeah. can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. Yeah, this is the first time we've been doing this, just him and I, a while. Um, and uh, Justin's been chiming in a lot lately, which is fine. So Yeah. That's but um, yeah, tonight's topic is of an interesting one. Tonight we're talking about the rise and fall of FM radio. And basically, I just want to chime in for a sec, Bill. As you explain to everyone what the heck we're talking about tonight, please explain to them the, the deets and what we got to do tonight. Go ahead. Okay. Well, the rise and fall of FM radio is a um is a book that um JT has been telling me about that neither of us had read. So we could be totally we could be totally non-biased in this one. <laughs> exactly. And but anyway, um over the years, FM radio. Tonight, we're going to really get into why. You know, why is it then? JT, help me out here, please. Sorry about that. I, I, I heard you there. I was like, all right, let me give you a hand. So basically, tonight's topic on the Super Review Show is a little known topic called the rise and fall of FM radio. What the heck do I mean by that? What do we mean by that? Basically, we're going to be talking about tonight um uh, how the radio stations not Sirius XM not uh iHeart Radio not streaming numbers no 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 none of that we're talking about regular FM radio and how they went from basically regular programs to like basically here's 150 songs play them at, at whatever order you want to play them in and then that's your option you have to do it that way so and we're gonna get i, I have a lot to say about this from like literally the 60s up until now i want to get into a, a couple of djs bill's gonna chime in as well let's we got a great show for you tonight hopefully you will enjoy it as well bill why don't you start off so why don't you just finish off what you were saying there sorry about that yeah it's noticed that fm radio has kind of been dying a little lately yes and you know it's more off to you know things like Sirius XM and even things like podcasts. So I think um, you know both of us could have some insight because I am a radio guy myself. I had a um, I had a radio show when I was in college, um, which eventually mm -hmm. became that certain podcast. Um, what podcast are you talking about, Bill? You know, Sports Insanity podcast. We are available <laughs> on wherever you get your podcasts. Um, yeah, no, that radio, sh that podcast started off as a radio show. Um, and, you know, and, you know, for someone who's been involved in college radio stations, um, when I was in community college, it was internet radio. And when I got into my four-year school, it was FM radio. So I think it's really been kind of a dying art, if you will. Yeah, and unfortunately, because I mean, I'm a big radio fan. I actually love good radio programs like like radio shows, even, you know, I'm a big radio guy. But uh, and we're getting into all that just tonight. So 
Anyways, let's jump right into it, shall we? As most of you who may not know, I'm going to bring up the first thing I want to talk about tonight is a disc jockey by the name of Richard Neer. And as we always like to do here on the Super Show, we're going to pull up his Wikipedia page. Wikipedia! <laughs> Woohoo! And there's free information! Really, free information. There's really not much to say here, but that's okay. Um, but that's fine because that's all that we want to talk about. So basically, just to give you a rundown, and I'm going to read this word for word so YouTube do not sue me for this. Spotify don't sue me for this. Here we go. Richard Deere. He was born in Syracuse, New York, and he is still alive. He is an American disc jockey and sports radio personality who has been involved in and has chronicled key changes in both music and sports radio. I'm going to let Bill do the sports part of this because he, he knows the WFAN part of this more than I do. But just a bit of some background for this guy, Richard Neer. Just want to let you guys know. He began as a radio in his radio career. He started he started at Delphi University and graduated from there in 1970. He worked in Long Island for a while on WLR, WLR, uh, LIR. Sorry, I can't speak tonight. And he became what he became one of the early adapters of free form and progressive rock format, which basically means, as I show you all here, free form radio is when the disc jockey or the DJ has complete complete control over all the songs played on the radio there's no there's commercials of course there's advertisements but he can play whatever the hell he wants to play and bill and i are big radio guys and we know about this um so the freeform format is no longer with us unfortunately and it started in the 60s as it says here with the progressive rock formatting of radio this is when artists such as i mean Artists such as um, like the Beach Boys were big in the 60s, uh, the Beatles, of course, uh, 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 I'm about other groups like the Rolling Stones, uh, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, Motown was big. This is when you would hear any, anything and everything on regular AM and FM radio back in the day. Now, FM radio took a giant jump in the 70s, apparently, as I was talking to my mom. By the way, tonight's show is dedicated to my mother. It's her birthday. Happy birthday, <laughs> Mrs. Mahoney. Happy birthday, mom. Um, and he later was 39 join- again, <laughs> Bill, I'm Bill. Just joking. I'm having some fun. I know I'm I, good for you. Um, he later, jo- this guy, Richard, Deere later joined the radio powerhouse that was known as WNEW FM in New York. Fun story. He was one of the pioneers that brought Bruce Springsteen to mainstream audiences. Uh, that's, and I'm not just reading this off there. I'm not just reading this off of the Wikipedia page because it's absolutely true. This is actually what he did. Um, he he worked as a disc jockey. He would broadcast live on like live on FM radio. There's recordings of this on YouTube if you can find them. Um, but they're mainly they're all Bruce Springsteen shows. But at the same time, um, he would play. The, he, they would go to the Bottom Line, a legendary club in New York City in the '70s, and they would broadcast Bruce Springsteen live on the radio to across the the tri-state area across new york northern new jersey western connecticut all that stuff and then got they got his they got him out of there so basically to keep things going he would do late night shows and broadcast bruce springsteen's uh music that increases in popularity quite a bit in the new york city area uh, he also witnessed the growth and uh, the growth of the format and then its gradual shift to more this is what we currently live in 
more rigid, programmed, classic rock-driven product as described in his book that I'm going to plug right here on the Superview Show, The Rise and Fall of Rock Radio, where the, you could, it goes back to that premise. You could listen to whatever you want to listen to at any given time, but at the same exact time, nowadays, there's, if you go to, if you listen to any FM radio station or any AM radio station, they're going to play this, mainly FM nowadays. They're going to play the same songs, the same 200 songs all day, every day. Let's do this all the time, unless it's a really big hit on the Hot 100. Um, that's just the truth. Um, and this is, it's very unfortunate how they, they the corporations, the music industry and the corporations, um, they really took a big hit. They really, it really drives me nuts because literally there are so many DJs who are in the music industry who are now uh, disc jockeys on like Sirius XM and stuff like that. Eddie Trunk, if you're listening, I love you. You're great. <laughs> um, he's awesome. I recommend listening to him on Sirius XM volume. He'll, he tell, he tells stories about this stuff all the time, about how FM radio just took a giant 180 in like 2000, 2002, or even in the late nineties, to be honest with you. Like the, the reason that the rock is dead saying is because of this movement of how it, which it's not, I'll make that very clear. And rock and roll is not dead. Um, it's just not playing on contemporary radio because the corporations are doing this to the artist. It's very unfortunate. Anyways, back to Richard near for a second near. And this is where I want bill to jump in in a second. Uh, bill, 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 um, bill near began a science guy. <laughs> Thank you, bill. Uh, bill. Richard near began working as a sports radio uh, host for W after WNEW, he joined WFAN in 1988. WFAN is still going on today in New York's tri-state area here in the tri-state area of New York. Um, he, uh, what is it here? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Near would near would broadcast the, the, the last day of music on uh, uh, in '99. Then he returned to the station for a bit after they switched from a hot talk format to replacing the sports guys, sports show host, sports in the morning, powered by by the fan. Up until the time the station started to uh, started stunting CHR for its flink to blip. I have no idea what that means. That's okay. Uh, oh, contemporary hit radio. Ah, uh, see. This is what I'm talking about. So, and go Giants. Unfortunately, they're not, last year was kind of rough. Um, Bill, I'm curious what you have to say about this because he says, it says here that he still does stuff in the tri state area here. And he does stuff for the Giants. He does stuff for the Mets, apparently. What, based on everything I've, I've just said, Bill, what do you think about this guy? Who, what do you think is going on with him? Well, um, I may have heard his name before. Yeah. Because, um, um, I don't know if he's like a big guy there because usually on like Saturdays, that's when they usually bring in like the, I hate to say this, the scrubs. Oh boy. Because usually the big host during the week have the day off, have the weekend off. So I probably yeah. may have heard him on like a Sunday morning one time during like during football season. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but from, yeah, I may have I've heard his name floating around, but I if you played me a clip of him, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you if that was him unless you told me. Um honestly, I have audio of him if you if, if, I mean I, I think I think YouTube would be fine with it. Hopefully. I could play stuff later on, that's okay. So. Yeah, play later on. But um yeah, but um wait, just about near or just about sports talk in general, you want to know. Because you you were you were mentioning before we went on we went live on YouTube is that uh, you were telling me about WFA and how it's going downhill. I mean, if you want to shed some light on that. Yes. Well, because here's what happened. Okay. 
I'm going to try to keep this. This might be a little lengthy, but I'll try to keep it quick and painless. Um, Whatever you want to do, dude, it's fine. Okay. WFAN started off in the late 80s and, and 1988, as we know. And that was the station, I would say, that kind of pioneered sports broadcasting. That was the station that sort of pioneered sports broadcasting. And um, what was going on at that point was, you know, you had shows like Mike and the Mad Dog, which revolutionized sports talk radio. And oh, you know, yeah, I, absolutely. that was one of the first things I remember listening to on the radio was Mike Francesa and Chris Russo. But you know what? I have to do this. And Chris Russo, if you're watching, please do not sue me or think this is a bad impression. Okay, let me just wet my throat a little. Good <laughs> uh, afternoon, everybody! That's how he always started the show. Good afternoon, everybody! How are you today? Um, but yeah, like, Mike Francesa and Chris Russo, like, owned that station. They freaking owned that freaking station. Yeah. Because that was the station that they, they revolutionized sports talk radio. And then, and then, you know, you had other stations like, um, you know, you had other shows on there like, um, like, like um, Beningo and Roberts. And then later on, you had um, Don Imus used to be on the F on FA and God rest his soul. But, you know, he used to be on there. And then when he got in trouble with um, how he said certain racial things, oh boy. he got fired. And then he got replaced with um, Boomer Esiason and Craig Carton for Boomer and Carton in the morning, which I remember I used to listen to that freaking religiously. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to that show freaking religiously. Like I would, they used to have the simulcast on CBS Sports, and when I would, and when I'd be getting up, getting ready to go to school, I would have it on while I was getting ready. Um, and I remember listening to it on the way there, and you know that show was like probably like. I would say Mike Francesa and Craig Carton are probably the reasons I got into sports talk radio. Um, mm. Mike and the Mad Dog and Boomer and Carton are pretty much the reason I got into sports talk radio. And then for years, the fan, the fan freaking dominated New York. It did. Like if you, like if you put the words sports talk radio and New York together, WFAN will come to mind. Mm-hmm. Like that was like, and you know, they have gotten some competition in recent years. Like for instance, ESPN radio yep. has basically been the fan has basically been the fans big competition and they do so, so they've been doing better lately. I'll get to that in a second, but then things started going downhill because like, for instance, um, for instance, um, Mike Francesa, the first Mike and the Mad Dog broke up. Mad Dog left, and now he's over at Sirius XM. And Mike Francesa, I'm going to be honest, I think Mike Francesa is a bit of a jerk. Mm-hmm. Not like he, he thinks he is who he is. Um, 
Oh, he's one of those? Yeah, he's just become such an arrogant... Mm-mm. But he's... um He, you know, after his... He's on his 37th retirement right now. <laughs> because he goes, I'm retiring, goodbye. And then a few months later, okay, I'm back. Okay, I'm going away. Okay, I'm back. And then, like, just this... Just this last time he went to, he just went on his third and possibly last retirement. Hopefully last one, but his, um, not because I remember um, Joe Beningo, who just recently retired, actually. Um, he said, oh, God, I got to go to Mike Francesa's third retirement party. <laughs> we get it. it we, why do we even have those? We know he's going to come back in a few months. But. Like, for he's a delicate fellow, for he's a delicate fellow. We know you're going to come back in six months. That nobody can deny. Anyway. Um, that was good. That was good. Yeah. But anyway, and you can't sue me for that one. That song's in the public domain. Exactly. Yeah. But um. anyway, and then he retired. Then he came back. And then it was Boomer and Carton Station for a while. And then 2017, Craig Carton got into some trouble with the law. If he was he he was in some like gambling Ponzi scheme. If you want to know more about it, go watch the HBO documentary Loudmouth. It, let me get the full name of it. Um, Loudmouth. Um, excuse me, one second. Um, just want to get the full yeah sure i've always been fascinated by w wfn to be honest with you. i've always i remember growing up listening to like hearing their brother commercials and stuff with mike yeah, francesa yeah. it's called okay the name of the documentary is called wild wild card the downfall of a radio the downfall of a radio loudness um and um dirt yeah there this would happen boom Marine Cart, uh, Craig Carton. I'm never going to forget this day. Craig Carton, again, who was one of my heroes, one of my heroes. I'm never going to forget one that morning. It was like the Tuesday after Labor Day. Boomer Sizens in the studio by himself, and he's like, "Hey, I have no. Hey, I don't know where Craig is. He probably got sick or something." And then, like everybody's calling and go, "Oh my God, Boomer! I heard Craig got arrested." And I'm like, wait, what? Oh boy! And then, and then there's like, I I heard Craig got arrested. Is it true? Is he did he get arrested this morning? And then like, uh, listen, I I don't know anything. And then they went on a commercial break, and because I follow um Al Dukes, the producer of the fan, I follow him on Twitter, mm -hmm. and he said, listen, we are getting a report that Craig was arrested this morning. We don't know much at this time what happened and then it found out that he was involved in a ponzi scheme that he was involved in a in a ponzi scheme with concert tickets and money that cost people thousands of dollars jeez and he ended up going to federal prison for it crap and and then carton was replaced by this guy named geo who i've only listened to him like once or twice and I've listened to him here and there, but it's like 
as soon as Craig let, as soon as Craig had his issues, I just couldn't listen anymore because listen, I'm sure Gio's a nice guy, but oh my God, your impressions suck, Gio. We're not here to listen to your stupid impressions. And, and you know, and that's what happened. And then Mike Francesa went on his third retirement. Um, and then Joe Beningo, who was one of the last OGs there, he just retired. And then just this past November, no, I think last summer, Craig Carton was released from prison. And now he's back on the fan, except he's doing the show with um, – He's doing a show with a guy named um, Evan Roberts. Um, mm -hmm. All I have to say is I'm sorry if I'm mon monopolizing the conversation here, but it's no, just, no, no. you're you're doing a fantastic job. I encourage. <laughs> the problem is that this, and I'm going to be straight up honest. The fan has gone down the tubes. It's gone down the tubes, and because I've listened to Craig Carton's new show, I've only listened to it a few times, like when. I got when 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 I heard he was coming back, I was super psyched. Like I felt like a kid on Christmas morning. Mm -hmm. I I felt like a freaking, you know, I felt like a kid on Christmas morning. Like, oh my God, Card Cardi's coming back. And then when I started listening to his new show, I'm like, oh my God, this is crap. Like, he's just gone down so much. He's just not the same he used to be. Mm. It's just, I know, in, you know, he probably, you know, if, when you go to prison, you're probably changed. And but the thing is, it's him and Cart, him and um, Evan Roberts, they just don't flow that well. I think Evan Roberts enlisted. I'm sure Evan Roberts is a really nice guy. He seems like it. But I just feel like he's too much of a pushover. I feel like Evan Roberts is just too much of a pushover. And and yeah, Boomer was a little more quiet than Carton was, but he didn't let Carton get away with things on you know, like Evan Roberts, I feel like just sometimes it's do what you want, Craig. I feel like he's just a little too passive. Um, and just the show has just gotten, the show has just gotten crappy. And it's going, the fan is going into the shitter. It's just, and listen, like I said, I think Mike Frances is a joke, but he, not a joke, I think he's a jerk, but he was the face of that station. And now it's gone to crap. And like I said, pe I know people who I, I follow a lot of the fans' social media pages, and a lot of them say, I can't listen to the station anymore. Because, and also it has to do with Carton getting a second chance, which, which that's a whole different conversation. But yeah, the problem is because I think like one of the things is why the show has gone to crap is because. Maybe people aren't listening to traditional radio that much anymore. No. Oh, and, and, and I'll get into that in a second, but if you want to finish up, but And it becomes, you know, evolution of, you know, people are now listening to podcasts. People are listening to, 
you know, people are listening to, um, you know, people are now listening to Sirius XM. People are watching t- two idiots on their YouTube channel talk about FM radio. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, yeah. So the thing is, this the station has gone to the station is gone to absolute garbage. It's just because there is a lot of you know because like i said all the ogs francesa russo mm-hmm. um beningo coleman I, what'd you say ed coleman no ed coleman yeah they're all retired and adon i miss making rest in peace like they're all retired and and like i said i love boomer size and i love craig carton they've just his show has just gotten the shows have just I think some people on the social media said it best. You go, because I, they, they said they're like a bunch of zoo radio wannabes, which is, and plus, again, and this is a complaint I can actually sympathize with some people, like Carton and Roberts' show, they barely talk about sports anymore. Like, this is a sports station, and they're barely talking about sports yeah and i think it's now like recently in the recent book either this book or the last book espn radio for the first time in a while is basically kicking the fans ass mm-hmm. at least i think they are i'm i don't actually you know i don't really know because you know there was a big thing um you know michael k from when the, the Yan- yankees announcer yankees? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he actually has a radio show on ESPN. Uh, oh, he does? Yeah, he has a radio show on ESPN radio. Oh, wait, you're right. Oh, my God, I didn't realize that. Yeah. And, you know, that was usually... That was usually a big competition because Mike Michael K and Mike Francesa completely hate each other because they were on at the same time slot. And and they would um constantly go and um because for a while Mike Francesa was kicking Michael K's ass in the ratings. And and then um like like I think it was like one of the last times before he um before Francesa left, I think in one book, Michael K was actually on top. And, you know, because I've seen a lot of things, people saying, hey, you know, I'm now going to ESPN radio. I'm I'm done listening to the fan, I'm going to ESPN. So yeah, and, and I will say this about Michael K's show. Like, I'm weird because most people say they hate Michael K's announcing for the Yankees. Yeah. But they like his radio show. Me, I'm the opposite. I actually don't mind his announcing, but I've listened to his radio show a few times. In all honesty, I just kind of find it boring. I I, I think Michael K is just a little too banal for me. Yeah. 
because when you had Craig Parton in the old days, Craig Parton, as in Boomer and Carton, Craig Parton, not Carton and Roberts, Craig Parton, you know, you had him, hey, Boomer, Booms, how you doing this morning? You know, you had that energy. With this, it's like, nah. So, Don, the Mets lost. How does that feel? I'm like, but yeah, that's the, but yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't know what the most recent books what ratings were. I don't know if the fan clip WF clip ESPN or if they fell down. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And what they, but, um, but yeah, cause the fan has been going down. Like I said, Boomer and G I've only listened to a few times. Um, Okay, I haven't listened to the midday show with um Moose and Maggie. I know I know Maggie gets so much hate. Guys, let it go. <laughs> I've never really listened there, but stop giving her so much damn hate. Like not like everything. Like, could somebody fire Moose and could somebody fire Maggie? Guys, leave her alone, please. But yeah, but I think the fan is. I think just traditional radio is losing again because of things like Sirius XM, because of things like podcasts. Yeah. And I, I, I want to, if you don't mind, Bill, I'd like to get into that discussion. If that's okay. Yeah, sure. Regarding like how, then I guess this will be the transition that we did. We talked about the rise. Now we can talk about the fall of FM radio because FM radio is just a dying breed compared to things like, if I can pull it up here, hold on. Uh, actually, let me do this. I'm going to move that over there. Uh, compared to things like Sirius XM, like I'll just pull it up because because I can. Like I have I have an XM subscription, you know. It's like, and I have one if I can if it load. I have uh, a Spotify subscription, and I can listen to podcasts. Like like for instance, like guys, let's be real for a second. The Super Review Show Podcast Edition exists. Because we wanted to get into things in a different territory besides YouTube. And the fact that we're able to do that is incredible. Like this, like this is just XM's and like Sirius XM now has podcasts. You can listen to them as well on there. And like it's it's insane. Like they have all these different like this is their sports, there's news, there is talk radio. There's one of the one of the things I love, but um I love about uh and I want to get into him and this one guy in a second, but I, I want to get into um, there's just some of the stations I have that I, I save. This is my personal preferences, what I listen to sometimes like and one of the one of the ones, the options you have here, if I think I have it is this one. here. I'm not going to play because the sounds are off. But like basically this right here and I'm showing you guys live on YouTube, but I do not care. And for those of you who are listening in, you're not going to be able to hear this, but this is Sirius XM, which is you pay for it and you get all this stuff in one big package and this is this is one of the examples of what i was talking about before this is a radio this is a channel for sirius xm that plays old radio stations uh old radio station like oh not not radio station old radio shows like the twilight zone they might play the green hornet like like stuff like that it's very to me it's fascinating but like for you you might not you might be saying to yourself well you know like this may not be for me i'm not sure about this you know like i don't know but this is just something that I love on XM that you can listen to like these old classic radio like specials basically back from like the 30s and 40s when the we had fireside chats in our country. Um, I want to get back over to this for a sec. So, Bill, you're mentioning XM. Oh, why did I close out of that? 
you're mentioning XM radio. I want to talk about a guy for just a hot second. I'm sure, Bill, you can go off on him, but I wanted to just get your opinion of Howard Stern. Oh, okay. I'll, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, okay, go ahead. I used to, I've, I, you know, I did have Sirius XM for a while because it came with my mom's car subscription. We got a year or if, and then we canceled it. Um, I never really l- listened to Howard Stern on the radio in the car, but I've had watched clips of his show. Yeah. Um, like Howard Stern, I would have considered one of my influences because he did cross the line a few times, but mm-hmm. I think Howard Stern has just become a shell of himself. He's mm-hmm. just, I think he's sort of mellowed out over the years. I agree. Cause when he, I mean, when he, you remember this more than I do, but when he started out, he was like, you know, Oh, he was like, we don't have to get into that, but yeah, no, he was ruthless. He was like, he just went off on everyone. Yeah. And now he's got his own XM like spot really. So yeah. Like he is like, because now the FCC can't really touch, can't really go after him. But here's the thing with um Howard Stern is he just, I think the fame has just really gone to his head. Because I, mean, I have actually heard that as a boss, I heard he is a jerk. You think so? No, I've heard, I've read stories that he's a jerk. He treats his staff like crap. Oh God, I'm sorry this to hear is that. All stuff I've heard. Yeah, I've yeah, heard right. similar stuff too. So I mean, you've heard you've heard similar stuff too. I mean, like I mean, I've heard. I mean, I've only seen it. I've seen an interview. CBS this morning did an interview with him, talking to him about, uh, hey, why do you think people would open openly talk about things on your show? Like Paul McCartney, I'll just as an example, Paul McCartney came on his show one day and said, and because Howard asked him, he said, who? broke up the Beatles. He said, John Lennon, he, like he opened up to Howard Stern, and they, they talked about the interviewer. I forget who it was. She asked him, said, Hey, you know, what oh, Robin, Robin, no, no, it wasn't Robin. It was like the first one from CBS interviewing Howard. Oh, okay. uh, I forget her name, but she's really good. I like her a lot. Uh, she, she, he said, she said to him, he, he said, she said, why do you think people open up to you on your show? Like Dave Grohl said, Hey, look, this, I know it's a musical topic, but like, Dave, they showed clips of Dave Grohl saying how Kurt untold stories from Kurt Cobain or Paul McCartney telling him that the John Lennon broke up the Beatles, like like altering thing, like history changing things were unveiled on the Howard Stern show. There was just and they said, why do you think they do that? And they said, he said, honestly, I can't answer that question. I really don't know. Um, I guess people like my format and they like what I do. So they're going to unload on my show and i think i think that's perfectly fine i mean I, i'm not a howard stern guy per se i do like some of the videos he posts on youtube like when green day shows up whatever like they'll, they'll, they do like they'll, they'll talk to him and they'll be like he's a lot he's like he's grown up a lot but when he started like when like you said when he started out he was like very much a guy of like like ugh, you know so yeah there know. is a um there is a documentary about him it's called private parks i've heard about this yeah and there's a clip they say people who listen to Howard Stern will only listen to this time. People who don't like Howard Stern will listen twice as long because <laughs> they, they just have like this morbid curiosity about him. Yeah. But um, 
I can't pull them up for some reason, but that's okay. But like, here's and like, here's the thing. Like, here's the and like, here's the problem. He would just he would um because he just asked the same questions in the interview, and and his cast would go, "Oh my God, you're so brilliant!" Right. Because um, let me tell you, I'm one. I actually saw um, Howard Stern's old, um, one of his old co-hosts, Artie Lang. I actually okay. saw him do a stand-up show about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm not going to take say questions about Howard Stern, but I will say this. He looks like a pelican. He looks like a pelican. <laughs> Howard Stern looks like a pelican. That's funny. Um, that, that is funny. But uh, yeah, but the like one thing I will, one thing I do applaud him is he was um he had this there was this right wing radio host his name is Michael Savage who's a complete and utter horrible person but that's a whole nother conversation yeah um but he he blasted Howard Stern he basically said I should be on Sirius XM not Howard Stern. You know, people who listen to me, Howard just sits around and asks his host what panties they're wearing. It's just utter garbage. And then Howard Stern responded to that going, well, if he thinks my show is utter garbage, then why is he listening to me? That's a very fair point right there. I'll give him that. If he thinks I'm complete and utter garbage, then why is he listening? Yeah, that's... He he can just shut me off, but... He's not a dumb guy. No, he is a pretty smart guy. Yeah, he really is. He, I mean, he may have said things like, again, back in the day, he might have been a total dick, but at the same time, now he looks, he seems very, like, legit okay. Yeah, but I just seem like there's times he just seems to be very arrogant. Yeah. Like, he thinks who he is, and like I said, I've heard stories that he doesn't treat his staff that well, too. But Howard Stern says, I'm just going to retire one day. Tomorrow, this is my last show, and he comes back. Yeah. And it's like, I think maybe it's time for Mr. Stern to. You think it's time for Stern to go? I think it might be. It's like, listen, the guy's probably got more money than God. Wow. I mean, the guy's probably got more money than God. I, I he, think he'll be comfortable. His mansion is next to Bon Jovi's house, John Bon Jovi's house. So, oh, God, I wonder how that, I wonder how that relationship at neighbors as neighbors go. I mean, they are they are friends too, but that's a whole other conversation. I want to Wait, get back. Bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi, and Howard Stern are friends. Yeah, they actually because they're they're so good. They're such good friends. Howard Stern inducted Bon Jovi into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I did see that actually in Cleveland. He left New York to go to Cleveland. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? <laughs> Cleveland, um, the mistake on the lake. <laughs> I like that. Um, let, let's jump over. Let's jump back over to rock talk, rock talk, rock, rock and roll talk radio for a second. This guy right here, Trunk Nation, Eddie Trunk. He is okay. Listen, I gotta, I, Bill, I don't know if you know him. I do not. Okay. This guy, I'm just gonna read his bio here really, really quick. He's a really, he's like the Howard Stern or the Richard Neer of the music industry and rock radio. He's been in rock radio for, and like for, for literally since high school. And he graduated in like what, 19. 19- 78 or something so like but this way so it says for over 20 years tv host and dj eddie trunk has been a music authority trusted by fans and bands a musical encyclopedia 
who intends concerts on a daily basis. Eddie has this, has this developed close relationships with just about every rock musician on the planet. Not entirely. I'll get to that in a second. Trunk Nation brings you an A-list interview with, and gives you the chance to be brutally honest about artists you love. So my fellow music fans, I ask what rock and roll can do for you. Ask what Eddie Trunk can do for rock and roll. <laughs> Ripping off JFK. Um, so Eddie Trunk is... If you haven't, he wrote a couple of books. He he also is a, he's a diehard Kiss fan. He loves the band Kiss. Um, I, I actually listen to him quite a bit whenever I get the chance to. Whenever whenever some interviews pop up on YouTube, I listen to him because his insight is actually very insightful to me personally as a listener, and how like the structure and economics work of tours and whatnot and stuff like that. Um, he. I really, yes, he's only on XM radio. Sometimes you can go on YouTube and look up like uh, what he does, what he plays, uh, interviews, rants that he's done about Overkiss or Scorpions or Bon Jovi, whatever. I've, and he's a very insightful guy. Um, truthfully, I like him quite a bit. Bill, I know you haven't heard of him before, but I mean, based on what I've said and what this, this description says, do you, would you say that you, as a rock and roll fan, Bill, would you say that you would listen to Eddie Trunk by chance? um if you say no it's okay <laughs> i i don't know maybe i give maybe i'll give him a listen he sounds very interesting he's ve- i i can send you we can talk about this when we're done with the show tonight but like i have audio clips of him uh from youtube as well that i've ripped and uh, i can listen to him wherever i go and they're on my phone so and i because uh, i like listening to his perspective on things and i think he's great to be honest with you. i think he's a really good guy he, to talk he he's a very insightful guy he, he's a very insightful guy on all things um, rock and roll. So it's, it's really interesting. I, I, I do recommend if you've never heard of Eddie Trunk, check him out. He's he's on Trunk Nation on Sirius XM. He's fantastic. I do recommend him a lot. So oh, I'm sure he is. From what you tell me, he sounds very interesting. He literally like and he he has an Instagram too. Uh, trunk. Uh, I can't see it. Hold on. Eddie Trunk uh think uh google wikipedia he's a really cool guy he actually was friends with a lot of different musicians as well he's a, he's about he's 56 he's out of new jersey um long story short he he, he was a diehard like rock like rock fan of kiss aerosmith black sabbath stuff like that and he became a music fan basically uh, he actually became at one point he and I forgot about this. He employed he was employed by Megaforce Record, which managed and handled Metallica at one point, which is pretty cool. Um, he is friends with Ace Freely of Kiss. Uh, and oh look, look around 1997, uh, WNEW from New York. Remember we talked about them? Uh, they they're looking to become a more heavy station, and they they were one. He was one of the first people to hired to work with them. Uh, to play their music on uh on uh WNEW nineteen in the late ninety nine late nineteen nineties. Uh he was in radio for a long time, as I said here. He he does stuff he does stuff he did stuff on Q104.3 in New York City. That's a great radio station. I do have to say that. Um he did stuff on Ozzy's Boneyard. He had a TV show for a while called That Metal Show. You can look at look look it up on YouTube. I'm sure there's I, I remember watching a few episodes of that. Yeah, he's the host. So uh, he does stuff now in Trunk Nation on, um, and he does stuff on Q104.3 
at WAXQ out of New York City, which is a great radio station. I really do recommend it. Um, he's I really like him a lot. He's uh he's a very he's been a he's a very big 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 advocate of rock and roll. He didn't, like for instance, I'll even tell you the truth. I was listening to him the other day, and he uh, he had no he didn't know, like, for for those of you who are living under a rock, which I was living under a rock until recently. He didn't know how to say the word. He had to say the guy. The guy's name Khalid. He said. He said. He's like collide. I'm like, oh, okay. He has no idea because he's a diehard rock fan. This is pretty cool. Like he literally pronounced the guy's name wrong because he had no idea who he was, which I thought was brilliant. He's like the internet sensation, Tyler the Creator. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. He's a very very great rock radio guy. I recommend listening to him quite a bit. I do have to say he's very good. Um, I'm trying to think. But he, he he's on XM. He's on radio. He's he, he's a great local guy. I follow him on Instagram too. He's got Instagram, so I do recommend following him. Um, what was it? Anything else that I wanted to mention? Um, one second. We we talked about sports radio. I want to I want to just do a quick plug as well for those who are watching us or listening to us. Um, the link for this. Uh. The link for the this book that I'm about to plug, and is in the description of this video, and it's in the it's in the description of a Spotify podcast stream, so you guys can check it out as well. It's the Richard Near book, uh, the rise and fall of FM radio. Uh, but it's on it's on Amazon. You can buy it. I do. I, look, I cannot. I cannot say. Me and Bill, Bill and I, we have not read the book, so bear with us. But if you're interested in finding out more about rock radio what happened from a DJ's perspective and stuff like that. I do recommend you checking out this book. Um, it's free on Amazon, Amazon audiobooks. It's a, uh, the paperback starts at like $42 or I think it's kind of high for a book, but like, you know, I'm sure you can get it somewhere. I do recommend checking out this book uh, just based on the subject matter alone. It's actually very interesting to how to, how things went up and things went how literally, how we went from hearing anything and everything on radio to now we have nothing. Now we have why nothing. Do you think so? Why do you think there's like nothing on the radio now? Well, to me, there's no variety. What I mean by that is like there's there's all these different stations. Like I'll I'll give an example. Like basically, our station bill, uh, not our station, our um our area which we live in. I'm not going to give it away. Um. I think that the rate, the local radio stations are so corporately driven, like they're formatting and they're so there's like, what I mean by this is what I mean, what I mean by format is that they'll play anything and everything for like, in the, in their wheelhouse. And their wheelhouse is literally like a hundred to 150, maybe 200 songs. If that on a daily basis on repeat over and over again, the amount of times I've heard more than a feeling by Boston is too much. <laughs> like it's just the truth. 6,387. Yeah, or plus one. Like it drives me nuts, and I really do not. I do not like the fact that. Excuse me. I do not like hearing. Like I, I, I'll give you an example. There are two radio stations. There's, there's there's two different types of radio stations out there. If you listen to FM on a daily basis, uh, there's the formatted like 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 stations that have that are corporately driven that they can only play. Like they only play um, like the top, the hot 100 plus other contemporary hits from the 90s and 80s and whatnot than today. Um, 
but there are there's I, I want to i'm so glad i remember this too there's a thing called independent radio stations i'm going to bring up one of them uh the peak uh there's a radio station uh by us here in the new york tri-state area um i guess i'm not going to give it away but there is a radio station by us that is awesome they have great great and they're independently owned what i mean by independent everyone is that basically their music the dj plays whatever they want the dj plays whatever they want he they don't have to play uh like they, they're not they're not told to what to play they play whatever they want this is a great example of one of the, the peak i really like a lot uh they are out of i, I forget exactly where but like I like them a lot. There's another station uh, called w- w- WDST Woodstock. WDST Woodstock. Uh, there's another station live locally and around us that is great. Uh, and I, I recommend playing. Listen, independent radio stations are worth listening to. And I know Bill. I, Bill, I don't know if you have, I don't know if you have much to say on this, but just hear me out for one second. They have radio stations that are in i guarantee you if, you if wherever you live if you live in a place like hold on let me see like if you live in the middle of if you live in seattle washington i guarantee you you can just google seattle washington independent radio stations and find a jazz radio station or find a blues radio station or find a original formatting they could play whatever they want independent station it's important to support independent radio because independent radio is privately funded it's it's like public domain and whatnot and honestly these stations need help they they, they don't rely on it because they have like some local like support but honestly it's up to you as the listener and I, like i said 100.1 woodstock comes out of woodstock new york i think i gotta check but like they What's that, Bill? The thing is, why yeah. those FM stations are dying and why they only play the same stuff is because, in all honesty, that type of music isn't what people are listening to. That that's the type of like the Billboard music. That's like stuff they're playing in like clubs. Yeah, that's like stuff they're playing in clubs. And you know, not everybody goes to clubs. No, like I don't go to clubs. <laughs> Oh, I've had a few experiences at clubs. Those are off-air discussions. Um, <laughs> off-air discussions. Um, yeah, go ahead. But yeah, but they're like these are the music that's playing in clubs, and like you know, and FM, and you know what? I'm sorry, even Sirius XM is guilty of this too. They play the same songs like a million times in a day. I know. It's an, and it's, like, it's, like you know. Even on FM, as much as I like that new Machine Gun Kelly song, my best friend's ex or something like that. Uh-huh. I've never fallen in love. That song. Um, I oh, like yeah, it, yeah. but I feel like they play it at least once or twice a day. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of unfortunate. I mean, they do play a lot. Of, he, he's a hot artist. They're going to play him a lot. So, And I like the song, too. But Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha, you, Bill. But yeah, that's the um but yeah, that's the thing. Um but also which because like I said with the media, just and this is going back to a more general thing, why um radio stations are um you know, because like I said, because the evolution of things like podcasts and 
Yeah, the fact that we can stream anything. And also, you know, I don't want to get political. I'm just going to get political here for one minute, I promise. I'll make it fast and painless. Um, You know, because a lot of the, um, a lot of, a lot of like political talk radio is really not that big anymore. Because especially on the right, not that I'm pointing out either side, but like what happened was in 2012, I think it was, uh, Rush Limbaugh for, you know, who he is. He, he just recently passed away, but, um, mm-hmm. he, um, he made comments on the air about this young lady named Sandra Fluke and Sandra Fluke was lobbying that the affordable care act AKA Obamacare should mandate that employers cover contraception. And then Rush Limbaugh responded and went on, and these are his words, not mine. These are his words, not mine. So she's a slut. She wants people to cover contraception for her so so she could sleep around. That's the definition of a slut. And Limbaugh's sponsors just pulled. They said, yeah, we're not sponsoring this anymore. And, you know, and that's what led to a lot of, a lot of companies, and this leads to it, and this is, but a lot of companies no longer sponsor political talk shows because of that incident. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you ever listen to a, like I said, I very, I did not listen to Rush Limbaugh when he was alive, but but I've heard like if you go on breaks or, you know, either like shows right now from like people like Glenn Beck or Sean Hannity, like I don't listen to them, but I heard that when you, that when they go on commercial breaks, it's either stuff from think tanks or survivor kits or it's just dead air. Because, and that is sort of the fall of radio because certain things don't want to sponsor certain shows anymore. Times change, (laughs) as they say. Yeah, so, yeah, but like you're saying about independent radio. Yeah, big plug. Is because they're not controlled by the billboard charts. They're not controlled by the sponsors. Corporations have no part in it. Because, again, those big-time radio stations, it's not what people are buying. It's not what people are... It's not what people are listening to. It's what, you know... It's what people are listening to in clubs. Yeah. Or whatever's mainstream. You know? And also, I think another thing is, like, music streaming services like Apple and stuff that because in the old days people would have to either listen to the radio or wait to the seat or get a cd yeah I, that's true so yeah that's yeah so i think fm is a dying art yeah i mean it, it's very unfortunate though because like that i mean if even when this day comes where like radio stations are gone then i'll be like i'll be really upset by then you know yeah, but they are being taken over stuff by like Sirius and oh, and like Spotify and all that. 
and Apple. Yeah, Apple. Yeah, uh, there's a lot. So, uh, by the way, just I want to—I know we we've been talking for a little bit about this. Just want to say thank you so much for the chatting in the chat board, everyone. Joe Wiley's in the chat board. Asim of Earth is in the chat board. Welcome, guys. Um, Asim, your dad works in radio. I completely forgot about that. Can you elaborate a little bit uh, while we're talking about radio? Yeah, um, please elaborate. Like, what type of DJ is he, or does he do well, something else? Correct me if I'm wrong. He works for NPR, right? National Public Radio. I could be wrong about that. Please let me know about that in the chat board. Yeah, let us know. So, I mean, like, that's another one, too. Like, NPR is, NPR is like, still big. It's not, like, big, but it's big still. Like, it's, it's, it's based out of D.C. or New York City, I believe. I'm not sure. One of the two. I think it's D.C. My cousin worked for NPR. Oh, really? Yeah. She, yeah, my cousin did. That's cool. Oh. Yeah, she just moved. I think the, I think she's working at like the New England affiliate of NPR now. Um, because she's moving to New Hampshire. Oh wow! Okay, that's that's cool. I didn't know that. Um, I just want. I mean, overall, though, I mean, I will say though, being that, I, I, I before I forget, I just wanted to say I want to plug this book again, the rise and fall of rock radio. It's a very like I said, we haven't read the book, but based on the subject matter, it interests me a lot. I might actually go out and rent it or buy it or whatever um, on my own time. I do recommend checking out uh, this. If you've never heard of Richard, which I, but I'll play a little bit of him if you guys don't mind. Uh, I, ha- I have a, a video uh, that I can, I'll play. It's not music, so it's it's just him talking, so you have an idea. Uh, give me one second. Uh, we're not, we're not, we're not going to get claimed for this. We're fine. <laughs> Cause if YouTube claims this, I'll be pissed. Cause I literally, I didn't play you anything. Play. I, think it's like, I think it's like 15 seconds of it. 15 seconds of it. Okay. Hold on. It's right here. Ready? Hear it. Let's hear it. Richard here backstage at the bottom line with Dave Herman over WNAW FM in New York. And of course we're here tonight for the third evening the uh, fifth performance of Bruce Springsteen. Dave, you were at opening night. Do you have any impressions you'd like to share with the audience? That is Richard Neer. I'm, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but that's 16 seconds of it. Um, the guy is really cool. Um, and uh, We'll talk about him more in a second. I just want to get, get, get with you guys in a second, too. Um, Asm of Earth in the chat board. Thank you so much for chatting. WNYC, a sub-company of NPR. I believe their main focus right now is making things digital like their library of audio. That sounds awesome, to be honest with you. So basically, they're making everything. So basically, what Asim is saying in the chat board is that um, he's making things. His dad works at NPR, which is a sub-company. Is there a sub-company of NPR? Excuse me. And basically, he... They're taking their files of audio and making them digital to, to, to I'm assuming to stream. I think that I think that sounds correct. I just want to make sure that is correct. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. They're asking. Correct me if I'm wrong. But um, I think that's pretty cool. But what do you think about that? Like, so they're taking all the old audio files and they're making them into like streaming stuff to adapt to a modern day. Oh, that's well, that that's pretty interesting because, you know, yeah. most of the stuff in our world right now is digital. I mean, a, a really, a lot of stuff is, is um, uh, digital. I mean, like, I mean, look, we now have songs. Like, think about it, the, the, any song you get, any song in the world on Spotify. 
So and you get podcasts on Spotify. You can get like, countless things on streaming services for your Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, another one. Uh, it's crazy. So, yeah, I don't know. exactly. I, I, I'm really glad to hear, as I'm glad you point that out, I'm really glad to hear that basically the NPR is doing that. Um, they're going to be making things digital. Um, that sounds really cool. Um, that's actually brilliant, to be honest with you. That is um, actually brilliant. Bill, we've gone on for about an hour now. Do you think we're good or do you want to keep going? Oh, God. Is there anything else to say? That's what I'm trying to think. I, forgive me. I'm, uh, hold on. As I'm also just said to us, uh, correct, he, they're, they're making it into streaming. The last time I was at his office, he showed me this department he was working on, digit, dig, digitalizing these full shelves and shelves of work. That sounds awesome. They're, so they're taking like physical media and making it digital media. That's pretty cool. So yeah, I like pretty cool. I like the sound um, of that. Yeah. Is there really anything else to say on this matter? Um, I mean, Bill, we, I'll tell you the truth, man. Normally we go, we go for like two hours, but to tell you the truth, we really went for like a full on hour and we blew through a lot of content. Yeah. We, we basically got through everything. We really did. Um, and we, we chat board check, NPR check, ESPN check, Eddie trunk, Richard near, uh, and, uh, just and don't worry when, when the stream is over check the link for the book on amazon you guys check that out as well um bill do you have anything else to say yeah i think we're good wow we, we breeze through this one my friend this was a quick breeze i'm so glad we did this oh look i know they're, they're, this was like we're just letting you guys know we do pick these topics weekly and we do pick them we pick them every week and we, we do our best to fit whatever content we think we want to put out there and we hope you guys like it i mean it ultimately, but ultimately, guys, what you guys have to say about this, please jump down into the comment section below. Share your thoughts on anything we talked about tonight. And as I said before, the book link is in the description of the video if you want to rent it or check it out. And uh, I believe, speaking of podcasts, I think someone has a podcast. I do have a podcast, Sports Insanity Podcast. Check us out. We are on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Oh, yeah. Thank you so follow much. Follow us Bill. on all our socials. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yes, and follow us at Super Review Show on Twitter. And follow, subscribe to his YouTube channel, Movie Holics Productions. Check us out, Movie Holics Productions. Check us out. He is the man over there. He, he is just good stuff, good quality content, everyone. So, yeah, but thank you, so thank you so much for watching and listening to another episode of Mixed Bag. We'll be back next week with a different topic as well. And we hope you guys enjoy the rest of your night. Have a good one, everyone. We'll see you next time.